Welcome to the Big Kid Show. I am your host, Big Nick, and thank you for kicking it, even if it's just for a little bit with us. First off, I want to thank everyone for listening, subscribing, and following the Big Kid Show. That's right, subscribe and follow so you never miss a new episode. And every Big Kid Show and every Big Kid knows that new episodes come out every Sunday, delivered right to your favorite listening device. Today, joining me as usual, are my good friends and yours, Mr. B and Mr. Mark. Thank you. Thank you. We welcome and appreciate your applause. hey Hello, gentlemen. Today is going to be a fun one, and that's because today, boys and girls, we will be playing Rankum. This is where we, the big kids, pick a topic and place votes, and we punch our ballots and put them into the big kid computer and... Cha-ching, we get the results and deliver them to you countdown style. What are we ranking? Well, I've been waiting a long time for this, kiddos. Today, we are ranking the best Joker roles played by some of your favorite actors. Yes. The Joker is a supervillain first appearing in the Batman comic issue number one, of course. I'm sure everyone is fully educated on the Joker character, but just in case... The Joker is no doubt an agent of chaos and a criminal mastermind. He is a psychopath with a warped, sadistic sense of humor, and he is Batman's nemesis. The Joker has had various possible origin stories during his decades of appearances. The most common story involves him following... The most common story involves him falling into a tank of chemical waste that bleaches his skin white and turns his hair green and his lips bright red the resulting dis that ain't good that ain't good the resulting disfigurement (laughs) drives him insane he is the antithesis of batman in personality and appearance the joker is considered by critics to be his perfect adversary he is one of the most iconic characters in pop culture and has been listed among the greatest comic book villains and fictional characters ever created but today We are talking about live action film. And that started with the 1960s Batman television series. And the Joker was played by the great Cesar Romero. And in films by Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Jared Leto, and Joaquin Phoenix. The Joker told us that this town deserves a better class of criminal. Well, he certainly gave it to us. Now, gentlemen, the votes have been tallied, and only I, the host, know the final rankings. So with all of that out of the way, let's blow the roof off of this thing. And here we go. Starting with number five, playing the role of the Joker, we have Jared Leto receiving three votes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> or Jared. Oh, Jared. It's Jared. No, this isn't a, uh, a jewelry commercial. It, it, that's, this is the one that kind of hurts me a little bit because Jared Leto, A, as a musician, is incredible. Um, 30, 30 Seconds, seconds to Mars. Mars. Yeah, anybody's familiar with his work from those guys. Um, incredible stuff. And I feel like, so he, he was in Suicide Suicide Squad that came out in 2016. And I remember personally seeing the pictures that came out from like the very first kind of like, hey, here's what the Joker's going to look like. Because when I found out it was him, I was like, oh, okay, that's a good follow-up to Heath Ledger. And I saw the pictures and was immediately like, ugh. Yeah. I I just, 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's, I got, that's, the, that's the exact reaction. Kind of like, uh. yeah, it's just, you know, he, so for those who haven't seen it, um, you know, he's, he sports the metal grills over the top and bottom <laughs> rows of his teeth. And he's got he's kind got of like a machine gun Kelly thing going on. Yeah, very much. That's, oh, a good comparison. That that's actually quite accurate. I, I can't unsee that now. <laughs> um, he had a slew of tattoos. So he had like massive grins spread across his forearm and hand, a skull and a jester hat on his chest and a bunch of like ha ha ha's down his arm. And then he had the word damaged written in cursive across his forehead, which was just kind of weird. And it's actually funny because the the director of Suicide Squad, David Ayer, actually commented on the grills and tattoos. So I'll just read you what he said, because this is exact quote hit, from him. Hit me. So, and spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen this. Spoilers. <gasps> Joker killed Robin and Batman, basically smashes his teeth out and locks him up in Arkham Asylum. It's in the asylum where Joker would have done the damaged tattoo as a message to Batman saying, you've damaged me. I was so beautiful before, and now you've destroyed my face. That's where the grill comes from. So his reasoning is that he got his teeth smashed out after the Joker killed Robin and then Batman, you know, Batman smashed his teeth out. Ah, still doesn't, still doesn't do much for me. You know? <laughs> so I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> what were your thoughts on well, old Leto? Th- this is interesting because I feel like we all, there's no argument here. Jared Leto is a hell of a, uh, an artist and a hell of an, an actor. And he has, yeah. he has the trophy case to prove it um, for a dream. Amazing film. But here, here also in lies the problem, right? Because first you have, you have Cesar Romero who really sets the bar very high when he, when he took on the Joker role and then followed up by Jack Nicholson, which tells you, you have to be of a certain, a certain uh, ranking to even be considered to play the Joker. Like you have to be considered by all to be great at your craft, to be considered to play the Joker. So all these guys are going to be great, obviously, but I think the problem then becomes for people like Ledger and Leto and and these guys that they want to stand alone. They don't want to just walk in there and do what Jack did or do what Caesar did. They want to do their version of the Joker, which is a sick, twisted individual. So there, there's a lot of different ways you can go with this with this thing. And I, I really I I appreciate the way that Jared played the character, the way that he looked, and and. With some of these, though, too, I think that the rankings kind of not just reflect the the actor and the role that they played and the way that they played the Joker, but also the, the movie that they happened to be cast in. Exactly. Which which we've seen yeah. that with with similar, you know, with some of our other rankings throughout the yeah. our big kid experience. When we talked about Batman, I mean, I think that almost paralleled with how good we thought the movie was. Yeah, because you know it's kind of all connected. I mean, very rarely does a guy play a role great, but the rest of the film is garbage. Usually, it's kind of all mixed in there. So, and I think again, Jared Leto. When we're ranking these guys, there's five. So yeah. there's there has to be a bottom guy, and just unfortunately, I yeah. don't feel like his Joker was my my favorite Joker. So that's why you know I had him ranked at number five. Yeah, but all those other names you just listed, Big Nick, are. You know, pretty. They all played such a great job and trying to do it their own style, I guess. Well, and this is my own fault here, and I kind of <laughs> dropped the ball on this one. But I've not seen the twenty twenty one 
Justice League, like the four-hour version. Yeah. Oh, the, the director's cut. Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched it because it's so long. I'm like, I don't have four hours. Right. I have. I have <laughs> a like job. The rings. I got. I have a job and a family. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe when I was a teenager, I had four hours to to kill and watch a movie. But um, I've not seen that one yet, and so who knows? Maybe he. Maybe he's crazy good in that one. I I think though that he might be here to to stay as the Joker for a little bit, at least in the Suicide Squad realm. Yeah, so it's funny you mentioned that because so in the Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, that cut, he actually only appears in the very ending, from what I understand. Ah. And it's a scene at the end with Batman. So basically, there's like a, a nightmare dream sequence. And oh, for okay. Affleck's Bruce Wayne, it's like a bleak picture of the future in which Spider-Man had gone off the reservation and then the Joker was kind of you know, in charge. So there's a, kind of like a psychological showdown between the two of them. But um, so, I mean, it, it, he is there, but in that, it, you can look up that clip. It's only like a five minute clip. The look of him is much different. It's actually much more, I would say, Heath Ledger style Joker. Like, so it's, he's got the messed up face paint and the, the long hair now. It's not the short hair anymore, which is funny because he cut off his hair for the first one. Mm-hmm. And then he, because he always had long hair, just, in, you know, Jared Leto, like as a person. Um, <laughs> so it's almost like they tried to clean him up too much for, you know, like they almost tried too hard. And there was a fan that had asked the David Ayer, the director from Suicide Squad, um, I guess they did like a Twitter Q and A or something like that, and they asked what the inspiration behind um, the damaged forehead and was it your idea? And he said, "Yes, I have to fall on that sword. It was one step too far." <laughs> so even yeah. the director was like, "I messed up. Like I probably shouldn't have done that." That was, you know. So I think there were some misgivings, and then even then, Leto was very, I guess, disappointed with how many of his scenes were cut out of the movie. So that's what I was going to ask you, Marcus, um, yeah. because I had heard that. Like I mean, they apparently they filmed so much Joker stuff that I thought Jared Leto said something like they could have done a spinoff, yeah, because of all the film mm, they, they were did going just. And so I guess yeah, he was a little upset that they went from you know four hours of Joker footage to he was only in the film for like what fifteen minutes or something. Yeah, I mean, it, wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a long period of time. They took him out a ton, and you know he initially was interested in playing Doctor Strange. But Marvel wanted a bigger star for that role since Doctor Strange wasn't as well-known of a commodity. But when uh, Leto did an interview, I'll read you just one of his quotes to, to hear from his words how he felt about it. He said, were there any scenes that didn't get cut? I'm asking you, were there any that didn't get cut? There were so many scenes that got cut from the movie, I couldn't even start. I think that the Joker, we did a lot of experimentation on the set. We explored a lot. There's so much that we shot that's not in the film. And then Ayer also, you know, as a follow-up to that expressed regret that the Joker um, was kind of a side note. And he said, he said, I wish I had a time machine. I'd make Joker the main villain and engineer a more grounded story. So I I think it kind of seems like one of those movies where everybody just uh, kind of wish they had done things differently. And they almost did. They almost got Ryan Gosling to be the Joker because he was the one they approached initially instead of Jared Leto. So he could have gone from the notebook to the Joker. So. Well, and I wonder, like, with the editing part, if it was like, you know, getting into was the studio involved with some of the editing? Yeah, I mean, you yeah, never know sure. with some of the for sure. where it's like, well, we don't like him as much, so let's chop that out, or let's save it for later, or well, knows? and I think the public outcry was pretty immediate when the pictures started coming out. 
And they held, maybe they were still editing at that point. And they were like, you know what? Yeah, let's actually let's, scale him back. <laughs> you could be, that could be right. Yeah. Oh, Jared Leto. Sorry, there Jared. We like well, you, buddy. And sometimes, you know, we, we've not gotten to see what it would look like had they not cut all that out. And sometimes yeah. you, you don't know, are they trying to cram something into the story that's not necessary to the story? And that's the stuff that usually goes first. And it has very little reflection on the person who was playing the role in those scenes. Exactly. I mean, I, knows, I did like, like the Joker in Suicide Squad and I liked the, you know, the scenes that he was in uh, yeah. and kind of more of a more of a, a kind of a, a gangster style leader yeah. role, which Absolutely. which is what I've always thought the Joker character you know, was best as a villain, as kind of yeah. the, the master the criminal ma- mastermind, the leader of Absolutely. of other criminals. G'd up Joker. <laughs> yeah. All right. And coming in at number four, we have Joaquin Phoenix, who oh, doubled up with a total Joaquin. of six votes. Which so already we have to say. So Joaquin Phoenix won an Oscar <laughs> for yeah. his, for his role. And he's our number four, which shows you the heavy hitters that are to follow. Mm-hmm. So the Joker which was the film. It was actually titled The Joker, um, or Joker, excuse me. Um, released October 2019. Budget of between 55 and 70 million. So as of, I don't think it was a few months ago, the film has grossed just over $1 billion. Wow. Wow, I had no idea it was that big. Yeah, which I think on top of it, you go that it's a Batman film, so you're going to get people to watch it. Then you throw in... Um, that you know, he obviously won an Oscar. So there's people that a lot of times will see the Oscar nominees and then go watch a film. Yeah, you know, I, I know, I know, I've done, I've done that a few times. We're like, I didn't even heard of that movie, and then end up watching it. So, yep. But this was one that. So this was done. It was supposed to be based in, I think, 1981. Let me double check my notes. There. Set in 81. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix plays Arthur Fleck, who is a party clown and stand-up comedian. Um, who has the uncontrollable laughing as you know <laughs> on top of all these other uh oh there it goes <laughs> all right, you wouldn't uh, get it you wouldn't get it yeah yeah <laughs> oh, I was just laughing because you guys were laughing that was that was fun <laughs> uh, well and so when hey, I was you. looking when I was looking into all that, they actually said there's like three different types of laugh that he do- does. Now you guys are going to make me crack up. Uh, oh, now I'm laughing for real. But if you, so like I had to look into a bunch of stuff of how they did that. And I mean, I guess that was the biggest time you spent was actually trying to figure out that laugh because like there's the, like, I can't stop laughing. Then the, I'm meaning to laugh. And then there's like the, like, like just kind of normal laugh, I guess. Hmm. Um, but the other big thing, I don't know if you guys remember, he, Joaquin Phoenix lost a shit ton of weight to play yeah. that role. So I think it was he like was already a skinny guy though. Right. Like, I mean, um, well, I mean, if you remember like gladiator, he wasn't too skinny, but, um, yeah, I mean, I apparently he lost like 53 pounds or something. Wow. 
And if you, there's a couple scenes, I think he has a shirt off and you're like, that dude needs to eat a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody get that. Man well, the, the Joker characters always kind of been lean, right? Yeah, like kind of usually lean. thin and. Yeah, With the exception wiry. of Jack Nicholson, but Jack does whatever he wants. I mean, you're yeah, just lucky to get him in your movie. He can yeah, do exactly. what he wants. Yeah. It's like, I'll weigh what I want to weigh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but even to the point, I guess he lost so much weight that, uh, like, you know, sometimes they'll have to go after the fact and do some reshoots. And they're like, they couldn't because he gained all the weight back. <laughs> mm. I mean, wow. you can't you can't throw in a guy that is weighing 130 pounds and then now we got a guy that's 190, and you're like, uh, what a joker going a binge diet or Yeah. <laughs> so that was a big thing, I thought. And then I didn't know this. So the IMDB list page, mm-hmm. this movie is ranked number 10 of all time. Like out of every movie every that movie, ever exists. Like the ones that are ahead of it are Shawshank Redemption, Pulp Fiction, and the Godfather films. <laughs> so somehow Jeez. this is 10th. What about Citizen Kane? I don't have the full list. <laughs> so can I just say, I, I watched. He wouldn't I, get it. He wouldn't get it. I, I watched this film on an airplane because it was one of the movies they had. And I'd been wanting to see it. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Joker. So I put it on and I watched it. And I thought, I don't want to make any of our listeners out there upset. I thought it was a little boring. Like I. It's a slow-moving movie. It's yeah. a much slower movie than I think I was anticipating. And I thought Joaquin Phoenix played a good role, but it was kind of a sad movie. And like he almost just like felt bad for him to a certain extent. And then he started kind of doing some crazy stuff. But I, I just overall, I was like, this movie just made me feel worse. <laughs> well, and that's, that was the kind of, whether you want to call it a pro or a con, was yeah. it, it went much more like mental health illness. Yeah, Joker. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we've talked about Joker always kind of had that, but it didn't always fixate on like some of these psychoses and just yeah. odd things versus this one. It, if you, it's kind of right in your face. And yeah. part of it was it was like it seemed more raw because I remember reading too yeah. that they, they hardly used any CGI in the film, yeah. which is how they could keep the budget so low. Um, and, and I think they, little- they cast the perfect person. I mean, he yeah to fill that role, I think he was the perfect person. I think just for me, it didn't resonate with me as much. Maybe that's why I had so low on my list. But I, I thought it was a good movie. He he did a good role. I think it just, for me, in comparison to the other guys, I just, it didn't hit as much. Obviously, more than the grills and tattoos of Jared Leto. But. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. And it's, I mean, it's one that I think even for me, I might have, I can't remember if I ranked him fourth or third, but it's. You ranked him uh, third. Okay. So, but it was. Oh, I'm sorry. I, fourth. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So I think we all kind of were in the same boat of as much as, I mean, he won an Oscar. <laughs> so, I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like he did a bad job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a, a peek behind the curtain here. We all ranked Jared Leto fifth and we all ranked Joaquin Phoenix fourth okay. so we're all we're, we're all on the same page at least we're in lockstep here yeah yeah we all have been hanging out in the treehouse way too long yeah exactly. well this movie too like it for me i think like it again it's not his portrayal of the joker it's his portrayal of the joker that he was cast to play i mean he's not cast to play the same joker that heath ledger played or that jack played or that or that even jared leto played i mean he this is a I think the the best way I can sum up the Joker movie or Joker is 
hauntingly sad. Like it's yes. it's a depressing movie. Like and yes. and I and it's meant to be depressing. It's yep. meant to make you feel different than when you watch the other Batman or Joker movies. And you definitely do. They they hit the nail on the head there. It worked because it was depressing. It was hauntingly sad. Like you you felt bad for the Joker, but you also felt bad for everybody else in the movie too. Like yeah, right. <laughs> well, it, and yeah, it's it. I mean, obviously, like the end scenes there when they get get into spoiler alerts when he um you know out of nowhere just blows this head the, uh, De Niro's head off. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert. But um, <laughs> I mean, like like I, I heard just, I was like, damn, that was out of left field. But you're right. It's something that like you're not going to watch it and be like, I feel upbeat and positive now. Let's go. No, it made the movie made me want to start journaling and uh, and 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 speak to somebody weekly uh, to help me through my issues. Uh, it's it's one of those weird movies, though, too, that it's like you're right. Like it really addresses mental health. And it's it's weird, though, that you. You watch something like that, and then you walk away from it, going, "Yeah, we all we all need a little help with mental health every now and then." Like it's th- this is much yeah. more common than than what we thought twenty yeah. years ago. And and you, and you kind True. of see how how they did that with it being in the eighties as it's kind of like a origin story. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's not like necessarily him as a kid, but it's kind of you know him dealing with you know failed comedy attempts and his job as a clown and then just obviously his mental health escalated to the point where you know he's killing people and you know he's off the off the chains a little and what i love too is that it wasn't it was about him spiraling out of control it wasn't you didn't just start watching the movie and boom he's got the the face paint on and he's the joker already no you watched him and you saw how a very realistic portrayal of of what can happen to a regular man becoming this sort of monster. Agreed. Yeah. And I, just like you said, I, I mean, there's times where I, f- I felt bad for him, you know, just cause you're like, wow, these guys are being dicks to him, you know? And he's just, he's a guy that just left. He's, yeah. he's fourth on our list, but I think the movie's a must watch. I do. I like, agree. I, and I think yeah. it's, I think it's a movie that people that like dramas that don't even want like an action film because it's not an action film. It's no, very it's, much a drama and it's not very cartoony. It's not very comic booky. It's it's Yeah. Well, it's been compared to even like some like some of the tones of like a taxi driver. If you guys saw that, that makes from, sense. I never yeah. put that together, see, but yeah. yeah. Kind of like the that. inner city guy and he's kind of having a meltdown and you know, obviously it escalates into you know, violence at the end. Um, Very son of Sam, like, right. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. David Berkowitz, uh, you know, uh, hello from the gutters of New York city, uh, yeah, kind of, kind yeah. of attitude. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I completely agree. Big Nick. I think if you haven't watched it, it's worth watching. Even if you're not necessarily a Batman or comic book fan, cause it kind of stands by itself. I mean, it's right. not one where you need to have a background on Batman, Joker, you know, some of the mo- movies, like some of the Avengers stuff, like you kind of have to know what's going on versus this one. You could just watch it. Yeah, it's kind of a different origination story because there's been a few of them with the Joker now. Obviously, mm-hmm. through all these different iterations, they kind of each of these filmmakers kind of take their own spin and they don't necessarily follow the comic book, you know. Oh, yeah, that's uh, I, I, even though he's it's number four, won an Oscar. I thought he did a great job. And yeah, there we go. 
he deserved the Oscar for it. I, yes. I thought, and uh, and it brings even more gravitas to the uh, Joker role, which it's like if you get again, if you get cast to play the Joker, you've made it. You've made it. You you, you are well. really damn yeah. good at what you do. Well, and I, I'm sure part of it, Nick, is uh, that. It's a role that so many actors know about that so many people want it. You know, I mean, if if the word gets out that, hey, we're doing a Batman film or a Joker film, I mean, think of the names of people that put their hat in before they even have to audition. I mean, right. I mean, I, and I don't even have it in front of me, but I'm sure there was tons of people that they thought about. I think if I remember reading right for it, actually, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, he was like their first thought, if I remember right, right um, just because of the way it was. But I'm sure there was, you know, hundreds of other top actors that were like, Hey, I want to crack at the Joker because it's, it's probably an interesting role, but also it's one that always seems to do well financially too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to our number three. Well done there so far, boys. And for our number three, uh, little Chris Berman here, we're going to have to go back, 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 way back, um, <laughs> way back. And that's right. I'm talking about Cesar Romero playing the Joker. I think this guy really set the bar, the bar very high, uh, doing, doing it in the sixties, doing it when it was, when it, nobody even really knew who the Joker was and he made it cool to be the Joker. I looked up this guy's like, I don't know if what you call it, discography or whatever, like his his filmography. Is he also he's also a rapper. Yes, he's uh, <laughs> he, he is somewhere on an island with Tupac and Biggie right now. But um, now his filmography, this dude has been in like dozens and dozens and dozens of movies, dozens and dozens and dozens of TV appearances where he's playing himself sometimes he's you know uh playing these interesting characters and then on the on certain TV shows he's like such a good actor that one season he will play a character for you know just an episode but then next season they bring him back to play a completely different character like uh, he like he was on the love boat in 1984 and then 1985 playing first John Drake and then John Stockton and he did John Stockton John Stockton that was a character of his wow. he then he was on the love boat again in 1986 playing Carlos Belmonte and he was on the Golden Girls, which I'm sure he was probably taking Blanche out on a Golden date. Golden Girls, oh my! I got to see that episode. Yeah, I got to, I got to flash back to that one. And he was but, still, he was still rocking Golden Girls. That was like in the late '80s, wasn't it? He was on the Golden Girls in 1990, oh. and he played Tony Del Vicio. So that's the other cool thing about Caesar Romero. One, he's got a really cool name and he's a really cool looking dude and he's he's very good at his craft, but he's always cast as like these interesting guys with like with incredibly interesting names. Like in Zorro in 1959, he played Esteban de la Cruz. What a cool name. So is Mom, he, uh, why didn't you name me Esteban <laughs> de la Cruz? What did I do to you? Is Caesar Romero is he Italian? Um, I mean, I don't know. I just would be curious. He's Cuban. Okay. Cuban American is what they, they okay. have him listed as. Now he is six foot or he was, he's, uh, Wikipedia says he's passed away, but again, he's probably on an Island with Biggie and Tupac, but mm-hmm. he's, <laughs> they have him listed as six foot three and he was in film and TV for almost 60 years of his life. Wow. 
so six foot three fit the Joker very well. Like we we already mentioned, the Joker was lean, but when I was yeah. a kid, the Joker yeah. was also tall, and yeah. they even made the toys. The Joker toy was like thin and tall compared yeah. to the other exactly. the other villains, and huh. so he fit the role perfectly. Now he was famous for his his very cool, his very suave and sexy mustache. Uh, was it a pencil mustache? It was not a pencil mustache, <laughs> but it it was a beautiful, beautiful mustache. Um, I think he sold rides on it for about two dollars and seventy five cents. But um, he refused to shave his mustache for the Joker role, and so yeah. you would see his mustache underneath the like they would put the white paint over yeah, cause, cause his they mustache. Would, they would they would try to cover it up. I do remember. I remember even thinking as that a kid, funny. I was like, I was like, dude, just shave it off. And he's like, he's like, I'm Cesar Romero. I no, shaved my mustache for no man. That's right. Or, or film. That's his thing. Or like, film. and that's, can you imagine that must be how good of an actor you are when, when they call you up, they're like, we got the perfect role for you. It's the Joker. And he's like, I will do it, but I will not shave my mustache. Like, and they're like, we don't care. Get him in here. Yeah, anyway. Cool. Cool. And Sounds so good. if, if I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, you remember the old Batman movie? So yeah. I don't know if I've, I mean, I've seen the show a bunch and the movie, because we talked about this a while ago, Nick, I, we, I don't even know if it was on the show, but if I saw it, it's been so long ago that I don't even remember the premise. So what made the movie great compared to the show was that all of the main villains kind of paired up to try to defeat Batman and Robin. So you had the Joker, Penguin, uh, Two-Face, the Riddler. Catwoman, they were all like on the same team. They all joined forces as chaotic as that seems. Bad, I think that's bad guy super team. I think they unravel by the end. I've not seen I've not seen it in twenty some you know, I I probably was like ten or twelve when I saw it, but um he so the movie obviously is much longer than the typical show. You know, a typical show is like twenty minutes by the time you put in uh yep. c- commercials and everything. So with his mustache underneath the makeup, by the end of the movie, like his makeup's all smeared and like weird looking because the mustache has rubbed a bunch of it off. Um, like, my mustache looks great. <laughs> but it, it kind of made him look even more psycho by the end of the movie, like with yeah, the the, the makeup all messed yeah. up. So for me, and I I have to point this out, like when when we decided we were going to do a Joker rankum, I was a little I was a little worried that you guys would disrespect my man Caesar here and that he would oh, be yes. that yes. he would fall to number five. And we all three of us together, not knowing what the others were voting, we all put him at number three on each of our lists. And for me, the reason why he was higher on the list than Joaquin Phoenix and Jared Leto is this dude what he was the only villain on the Batman TV show that actually scared me when I was a kid. Like he played the role enough that he, he was like a loose cannon. You're like, and he was six yeah. foot three. You're like, my God, I don't know what this guy's going to do. And he look he looks like he's about to choke somebody out. So yeah, he, he had kind of the crazy eyes and he would, he would kind of contort his face while he would play the Joker. So I thought he did a fantastic job and uh, big ups to Cesar Romero. Well, and yes. I think it, it, he did kind of set the stage. I mean, yeah. when I looked at any Joker that I watched or any movie that I watched with the Joker, it always kind of went back to at least from a visual perspective to compare the Caesar. So I think, you know, like you said, when you trailblaze, it's always harder 
you know, these other guys, it was an established role. People know, knew who the Joker was. Even we talk about Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, who we haven't said yet. So obviously they're higher. Um, you know, they at least had a foundation built that they were able to build upon. Um, where Cesar Romero, Trailblazer. He had basically what was written in comic books. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you have to try to he interpret it from that. And no, again, I think even if it's one that we probably have, so a group haven't watched nearly as enough or as recent because of the age of it, uh, Cesar Romero, he's a man, the legend, and the Joker. Well, and with these, with these votes and then the <laughs> countdown to number one, I sort of feel like we're handing out the Heisman Trophy for insanity. Don't you? Like, it's like, it, yeah. which guy is crazier than the other four? Heisman. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what, that brings us to our number two. Wait till they get a load of this guy. Jack Nicholson comes in at yeah. number two. And I, I got to tell you, boys, the fight between one and two. Like that, like that. Yeah, I was to say it had to be a, a little bit, a little bit. One point the separated game. these oh, two. Wow. One single so point. at the end, we'll have to decide who who caused that point differential. I'm curious. Yep. We'll get into that at the end. Mm. Yes. So Jack Nicholson, he uh, he was in the 1989 Tim Burton directed Batman. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, if I remember correctly, big kids are Michael Keaton paired Batman also fared quite well in his rankings. That's right. Oh, so, actually, were they both two? Both number I think two. They were both number two. So snip snap. They uh, <laughs> they really have uh, kept themselves at the top of the big kid charts. Um, but that was a movie that the budget was. I saw anywhere between 35 and 48 million. So it's somewhere in there, which is crazy earned, high for an 89 film. Yeah. Right? For an 89 film, that's a lot. And it earned 411 million and then another 750 million in merchandise revenue. Well, and so, we, we, we've talked about before. If you guys remember when that came out, we were all we kids. And I think I had all the Batman crap. Like yeah. the Batman toy and the little figures and the T-shirt. So, yes. Yep. Yeah, I think this was the first Batman movie that I watched as a kid. Because it came out, I was eight years old in 89. Well, so. yeah, because the, the 60s one would not have been on your radar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was no Netflix back then. So, um, what? Yeah, what? So, but it's kind of crazy because just like we talked about with Jared Leto, there were some other people that they considered for the role. So David Bowie was actually surprisingly close to nailing the role for this movie. Bowie. 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 Wear the eye patch, Brett. Every time I see a picture of him. The eye patch. (laughs) Every time I see a picture of David Bowie, I'm like, you know what? That might have worked. You know what? Picturing that, you're right. You've seen Labyrinth and how creepy he was in that movie. What movie? Labyrinth. 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 Don't tell me how to say labyrinth. <laughs> you say labyrinth, I say labyrinth. Tomato, tomato, sirs. In <laughs> perfect English. I love Bowie, but I feel like he would have, like every acting gig I've seen him do, he's like kind of very reserved. And yeah, that's this true. in this movie, like I can picture Tim Burton like trying to like reel Jack in like, Hey, Hey, stay with us, Jack. Like, cause yeah. he just, he's got the look of a madman the entire time he's doing the movie on his face he and he gets super animated and super excited during, um, several of the scenes. And 
Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder if like The Shining was almost like a training movie for this movie. You know what right. I mean? Like, uh, well, and you and got some of that I mean, crazy in your eyes, Jack. <laughs> we've talked about how much we love Jack Nicholson's acting. We love you, Jack. Of films, and this was one that, like, even when I watched it, like, I genuinely was scared of him and didn't like him as a kid. Yeah. So it shows you he did a great job because you're like, why is this guy being a dick? I don't like yeah, this guy. Exactly. <laughs> and just he had even so many awesome little lines in there. Like, and my, we got to oh, at least do fa- favorite scene is when he pulls out that huge gun out of his pants and takes down, <laughs> and takes down that bat wing. Remember yep. the bat? Yeah. Like, it's, it's like a revolver with like a three foot barrel, <laughs> which has no practical sense ever. But no. one shot takes out the most sophisticated flying object in the world. Yep. Um, that's the Joker. Only Jack Nicholson can pull that off. Well, you mentioned being subdued. So the other guy that almost got the job was Robin Williams. Ooh. Now, he could have pulled off a good... Oh, yeah. With the, with the uncontrollable laughter. And I just don't know if he would have been the menacing type. But... Yeah, like, uh, could, he play, could he play someone, like, more darker and evil? I just think Mrs. Doubtfire. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Hello. <laughs> I'm the Joker. I'm the Joker. <laughs> but uh, so Jack was the first Joker to have a real name. That was Jack Napier. So he forced him to use his first name. Good job, Jack. That's right. Um, so if you guys remember, he was actually. So in Nicholson's version, he starts off as a thug working for the mob boss, Carl Garrison. Uh-huh. And then by the time Bruce Wayne becomes Batman, Jack has moved up the mob's ranks. And even had an affair with the boss's girlfriend. And remember, Jack, you're my number one guy. My number one guy. <laughs> remember that, that was, scene? That, that was, was a crazy good. ass scene. You're that my number one good. guy. So that origin story is actually the closest one to the comic book that exists because the comic book Joker was part of the mob and moved up, not to the speed that they did in this movie, but. They had you know, to speed it least, up for him. Yeah. yeah. But um, a couple fun facts for Nick, because we all know how much Nick loves Big fun Nick facts. loves fun facts. Mm-hmm. So actually, I'll throw this out as a quiz to you guys. Who had a higher kill count of Joker? Is it our boy Jack Nicholson or Heath Ledger? Ooh. Ooh I see the faces immediately turned inquisitive. Well, <laughs> so, it, go ahead. No, you go ahead, buddy. All right. My first I'll, thought I'll was going to be Ledger because like he's blowing buildings up and things like that. And and uh but then Nicholson was like, Cool, I'll just gas the whole town. Like <laughs> well, I'll gas the whole city of Gotham. Yeah, because remember he was like there was that period where he put stuff in different products, and if you used a certain combination of like hygiene products, it killed mm-hmm. you and made your face smile. So I remember everyone looked like shit on the news because they, <laughs> they couldn't like wash their face or shave. So I I don't know how they never said how many people he took out at that time, but That's I'm true. gonna go I'm gonna go with Nicholas. Well, it here's one while we're talking about kill count, I have Jack to Nicholas, mention this. The golfer? <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> Jack Nicholas, that shady son of a bitch. <laughs> if I remember correctly, in the eighty nine Batman, Nicholson kills a guy with a quill. 
right? Like the little pin thing. He yeah. walks up the the steps and he sticks it in the guy's neck. And he says something like, um, so I did pull up some of my favorite Joker quotes. And this yeah. is one of them. As he's walking up the steps with that little quill in his hand, he says, hello, Vinny, it's your uncle bingo. Time to pay the check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a few of the quotes and that was definitely one of the good ones on there. Oh, well, you guys to, are delaying I'll go with here, Nicholson. So I'll go with Nicholson. Okay, I'll, so I'll follow we, up we both, we both go the same. So you guys are both correct. So Nicholson Boom! counted yeah. in the film had 50. 50. He, Heath Ledger he had 38. So he didn't Ooh. kill quite enough people to uh, top the list there. But obviously he's going to top our list. That's, but, a good, um, that's a good kill count. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Um, and then, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this, shame on you. Jack Nicholson is the only Joker. Let me put it this way. No other Joker has died and stayed dead except for Nicholson. That's right. Remember, he is, he gets tossed yeah. off the building, and then when he lands, that uh, that little laugh thing going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you remember, he tries to grab the helicopter ladder to flee from Batman. And you wouldn't punch a guy with glasses. Yeah, and then that's when Commissioner Gordon <laughs> finds his body, and then yeah, it's laughing. That to me was one of the creepiest parts of that whole movie, where it's just like him. It sounds like him laughing, and they're like zooming in, and then you see it's the yeah. pre-recorded box. That was definitely pretty crazy. So but to um, me that. Jack Nichol, uh, Nicholson is always Joker. I mean, just because as a kid, yeah. I mean, it's just hard for me to take that way he played it out. The way they did the prosthetics on his face, um, where even when he had no makeup, he still had oh, that smile. Yeah. I, just, I thought that was a really great little piece. Um, it was creepier just, when he didn't have the makeup. Oh, I know. And he, yeah. and he played just a douchey enough guy that you're like, yep, that's the Joker. You know, he's so it's funny you guys mentioned that. I watched a little clip of like how they did his makeup, a little video clip. And so the guy, basically the makeup artist told Nicholson, make the most crazy villainous smile you can make a bunch of different times. And they molded a bunch of his smiles. And then he painted all the different molds. And then that out of that, they determined which one to use for the prosthetic. So it's actually his smile, his real smile oh, is the Joker smile. And then when he smiles behind the prosthetics, they said that's when it really like kind of brings it to life. And Nicholson, from everything I read, had full final say on the makeup. So he was like fully involved in the look and of I, the Joker. I, I could see that with a at that point with his career status. He probably yeah. wants to be like, I don't want you guys throwing a bunch of weird shit on my face. Yeah, I, I I know what I want and don't want, so that that would make some sense. Well, and if you guys remember, there, so the Joker's skin was bleached white. Right. right? I was going to correct us when we said no makeup. He's actually applying skin tone colored yeah. makeup to yes. cover up the white of his skin. Yes. So good, the makeup artist said that was an absolute nightmare because they had to put makeup on him, white makeup, and then they had to put face flesh colored makeup. So they had to use like an oil. The, the flesh colored one was like a um, grease paint. And they put that over this. I can't think of the type of paint it was, but it's a specific type of white paint that basically like is a pain in the ass to get off. So when he and they like put it on and they're like this, this stuff uh, sit, you know, sits on the grease paint sits on top. And they're like, don't touch your face <laughs> until you do the scene where some <laughs> of the white gets exposed. I would imagine, yeah, that's with those kind of uh, 
camera. Oh, yeah, what am I saying here? Makeup stuff that he's probably like, all right, I got this crap on. Let's knock out as much as we yeah. can because shit, that, my, my forehead is just. Oh, I'm sure. Like <laughs> afterwards, he's got all kinds of acne and skin rashes and stuff. Yeah, but, but no, Jack Jack Nicholson was a classic man. And in the words of Jack Nicholson and the Joker himself, "Wait till they get a load of me. Wait till they get a <laughs> yeah. This town needs an enema. The uh, <laughs> never rub another man's rhubarb. They had all kinds of lines. Ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. Ah. <laughs> But for those that have Vicky not Vail. seen the 89 Batman, Vail, right. so as much as Joker wanted to destroy Gotham and really just kind of kill every person on the planet, it seems like, and have his thugs run amok and, and run the whole world, it seems to me like above and beyond that was, all right, well, if I don't get to rule the whole world, if I can get Vicky Vale to fall in love with me, then uh, then I've won. I've beat the Batman. Yeah, exactly. And the the scene toward the end where he's got he's got Vale and he's kind of dragging her through that building or church or whatever it is that's kind of falling apart as they're, they're walking up. through. Yeah. Yep. And he says to her, he says, "It's as though we were made for each other." Sorry, it's as though <laughs> we were made for each other. Beauty and the Beast. Of course, if anyone else calls you beast, I'll rip their lungs out. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I remember that. That was some good stuff. Jack Nicholson good is stuff. just such a good actor, man. Like, I, there's very few movies I can remember seeing of him where he just doesn't destroy any role that he plays. So, yeah, he's well-deserving at number two. And I would love to hear, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff of with him and uh, Keaton like doing the roles together where, cause I yeah. think they're both at the time were on top of their acting game that, oh, yeah. you know, like almost to the point where they one upping each other because they're both stars. I mean, we talked about this with some of the older Batmans of like having Tommy Lee Jones and another actor. It's just like these guys, they don't get upstaged. Right. Well, and you know if you I mean? remember that movie, there was never a scene where Jack Nicholson shared a scene with one of the other villains. Not a single or anybody, you know what I mean? Like any other, mm-hmm. nobody stole the limelight from from Jack Nicholson. He definitely because they, they could not. So yeah, exactly. Boom, boom! Jack Nicholson coming Shaka in Laka. at number two with thirteen votes, and that brings us to the number one, Heath Ledger, with fourteen with fourteen Ooh. votes. Ooh, snuck in. So who would have thought? Uh, Heath, Heath Ledger's number one. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> never, never would have guessed that. So, so I'll admit he was number one on my list, gentlemen. What about you guys? He was number one in mine. I had Jack as number one on my okay, list, and so he was number two. And and the reason, uh, there, look, such a tight, tight race between those. What two. was interesting to me about trying to come up with this list, it was not hard for me to rank them at all. But my ranking, like the reasons for ranking them where I did, are so. Com- and there's just a multitude of reasons why and part of it i think with jack is i one he did it in such a fashion that that made what caesar romero started off right he the bench the benchmark was very high because Mm -hmm. of caesar and then jack took it and he's like all right 
here you go, rest of the world, rest of all time, the Joker is an iconic role, and it always yeah. will be, and it's because yeah. Jack made it that way. And then let's factor in, too, it's 1989. We'd seen some terrible Superman movies, and there weren't a lot yeah. of superhero movies at the time coming out, and I was so freaking starved for a Batman movie, and I was so happy that it was Joker that was going to fight Batman in the first one, and I was so excited that it was jack nicholson playing the joker because it gave it gave like some street cred to the movie like it i think jack playing the joker made parents go you know what i can sit and watch this movie with my kids i i will be glad to take them to the movie theater and pay for us to watch this as a family because it's jack it it made it less of a comic book movie when you have uh the two main actors were such great actors you know so yeah i well and i think i remember seeing the preview for that movie and a obviously we we've stated before keaton did a great job but when you see nicholson i until i saw heath ledger i was like there's no way anybody's gonna top that just immediate look and like connection of that being the joker Yep. He just he absolutely nailed it from a visual perspective. Plus, he always wore the flashy purple suits that he did actually as uh, Jack Napier before he even got dropped into the vat. Mm-hmm. And then it just became even more eccentric. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, well, let's get into some Heath Ledger then here. So, yes, please. Heath Ledger. So, the film was released July 2008, The Dark Knight, arguably one of the best comic book films ever. You know, oh, yeah. Bat- Batman or not, I mean, it's just it's. And we were talking before we uh, hit record on this, fellas, that you know that opening scene alone is worth the price of admission. Just the first, yeah, at ten minutes, that just it just grabs you, and you're like, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" Um, <laughs> so when we talked about budget, so budget on this film, 185 million. Uh, again, at the time of the research, it's grossed just a little over one billion as well. So I would have liked to put fifty bucks into that uh, that sum of money. What right. a franchise! What a franchise! But so Heath Ledger obviously plays the Joker. Um, he even described the Joker as a psychopathic, mass murdering, schizophrenic clown with zero empathy. Um, obviously played it a little different than Jack in terms of like. Like wasn't as fancy of clothes, you know, so kind of more, I guess, like rugged and street. Grimier. Yeah. And maybe that's like the mafia tie-in that you kind of see with the other one of, you know, being tied with the mafia for this guy's more of like a street, uh, you know, criminal or thug or whatever. Yeah. But I just thought he played the, I mean, we've talked about this before on and off recording of Heath Ledger just playing that thing like a champ. I mean, just like a total champ. And some of the stuff I saw with our big research kid team, um, I mean, apparently that's how Heath Ledger actually rolls. So when he does a film, it's like I'm all in. And apparently even like he like will do like a journal and like have all this stuff and stay in focus to where I mean, even his parents said that's like normally what he did. But he, that role, he went next level, like just yeah. immersive <clears throat> getting into playing a psychopath, basically. And I think um, that's one of the darker roles that he played. I mean, because yeah. so for all the big kids out there, I told these guys before we hopped on that I just rewatched this movie two nights ago. And man, like it, I know that 
like Jared Leto, they talked about being tough to get along with on set. Not the sense that he was being a dick or anything, but just the sense that he really tried to get into the role. Right. I remember reading similar things about Heath Ledger that like uh, people were almost like, dude, is this getting to your head? Like, is it like messing with you mentally? And then obviously we all kind of know what happened after. But, um, Unfortunately. Yeah. But, you know, when I rewatched it, there were some parts that were just like creepy, man. They make your skin oh, yeah. crawl, you know? Uh, and I, I, I was like, I don't remember a now. Joker, you know, that, that ever made me feel that way. Like Jack Nicholson was good and very scary guy, but not in the same kind of scary. Like the scene where he, he goes in and the, he's spoiler alert, turn this off, go watch that movie um, where they dump him on the pool table in the trash bag. And the mobster, he comes up and puts the, the knife in his mouth. And he's like, do you know how I got these? Oh, yeah. And he starts telling the st- Like, dude, that makes the hair on your arm stand no, that, up a little bit. And, and that was just him stealing that scene. I mean, the way yeah. he performed that. And, you know, you want to see how I make a pencil disappear and slams oh, that guy's oh, head? Favorite. I mean, I, I, even though that's, that's like the most <laughs> badass psychopath move i've ever seen in my oh, life oh dude that's so great he, he kind of stole the, the whole movie in my mind that was I mean, my honestly. thought too is that if you took that out i'm not sure if that would even be even an okay movie because yeah he the became bat- bigger than the movie that yeah. role became bigger than the yes. the rest of the movie and it yeah. got to the point for me watching it on the the first time where i'm sitting there going you know what if there's a scene without the joker i don't even know if i need to need to see that like it just it seemed <laughs> pointless after after he kind of stole the show yeah uh, but he was on 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 a one top point performance and again he is a, he's playing i think the heath ledger and joaquin phoenix joker roles are much different than the other three roles right yeah, agreed, where the, the other three he is the joker's kind of the leader of the thugs like the leader of the army that's going to defeat batman that's going to take over gotham and heath ledger is his his version of the Joker is straight up agent of chaos. Like he is just a total loose cannon. He does not want any partners. He doesn't want any help. And he's just out there. He doesn't kill. He doesn't care if he's killing good guys or bad guys, as long as he's disrupting the whole world that we all live in, in a way that kind of Joaquin Phoenix, his character is kind of doing the same thing. Let's create the most chaos and disrupt the natural world as it is. And try to try to bring everybody else into my, insanity and 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 unleash that on the world and turn them all loose and just see what the hell happens let's burn the whole place to the ground well it even says it in the movie that he says watch what happens to these people when things go south they'll eat each other yeah and there's the scene where he puts the people in the boats and they've they have the detonator to That's each right. other's ferry boats. There's the one ferry boat full of prisoners, and there's another one full of innocent civilians. And he gives each other, you know, the different boats, the detonator for the other boat, you know, and he tries to drive crazy. The only thing I'll say about the, the Yoakim Phoenix, I'm glad you brought that up. I feel like that movie is a good starter in the sense that you could see that version of Joker turning into Heath Ledger. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's sad because, but Heath Ledger had a, another side of crazy um, scene where Batman's coming straight at him and, and on the bike and he's walking down the street and he's just saying under his breath, come on, hit me, come on, come on. Yeah. And he's just like, 
you're just like, this guy is insane, man. There's a guy on a giant motorcycle with like, you know, three foot wheels coming straight at him and he's just walking at him. You know, it's, it's, he's got a screw loose. That's for sure. Well, and I'll tell you what, the Joker was absolutely right. You said, you know, he, he told us all that they, let's see what happens. They'll eat each other. When the CDC told America that, Hey, there's a, uh, a virus out there. It's a, it's a pandemic. We, we ran out of toilet paper six hours later. Like it was, I mean, so it's the truth. I mean, Let's we just go. lose our damn minds. Yeah. Yeah. I got to wipe my ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll so. tell you what, I'm kind of romanticizing the 89 Batman movie right now. Like it, what, what popped in my head after we got done talking about it was, do you guys remember the Taco Bell cups? Like the collector Batman oh, cups? Like yeah. I, I was yeah. forcing my parents to take me to Taco Bell like once a week. Cause I was determined to get every freaking Batman cup. Nice. And then a few have them. No, no. And, and they weren't, they didn't last very long. If you put them in the dishwasher, like Batman yeah. slowly faded and disappeared I, from the cup. I remember that. Yeah. Just like then, uh, Jack Nicholson's makeup. Right. And then, or Cesar Romero's with the, Cesar with the mustache. Yeah. That's the thing. Like he had perfect Joker makeup. And then after about three or four mustache rides, no more Joker. Makeup. No more. <laughs> now, the one thing I totally forgot about was the, uh, until I thought of the the Taco Bell cups, because what I well, I had to Google the Batman cups because I couldn't remember if they came from Taco Bell or McDonald's, but they came from Taco Bell. But what yeah. McDonald's did was with the Batman Forever movie that didn't have a Joker in it. Remember, they had the glass mugs, the clear glass. Do you re- do you I vaguely know. remember the glass mugs, the coffee vaguely. mugs? I remember those vaguely. I yeah. think you had to pay for like I don't think they came free with your meal. I think you purchased them. They were like a dollar yeah. ninety nine with the purchase of a meal. But uh, oh. I forgot all about the glass mugs. Well, and I think you know we mentioned um, the Dark Knight, which obviously had Heath Ledger. If you look at that, because really that's a um, trilogy, right? Right. In the sense of you know, right. And if I'm <laughs> correct, there was no Joker in Batman Begins. And there was no Joker in the Dark Knight Rises, right? So, I mean, the only the only movie that had the Joker was, to me, by far the best of those three movies. And I think a lot of the reason is because what we just said. Yeah. Right? I mean, the fact that Heath Ledger knocked it out of the park and played that role to a T. And, and to me, even beyond expectations, which is a shame because I think if he would have stayed alive, he absolutely would have been the Joker in more movies and there would have been a lot of more. And, you know, that's obviously not the only reason I wish the guy was still alive, but just from the sense of like his artistic talent would have been laid on many more Batman movies besides just that one. Um, And then maybe we wouldn't have ended up with Ben Affleck as Batman. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) No, It's it's one again. He he shots fired. Shots fired. Sorry, Ben. You almost Sorry, wonder, man. like, could he have recaptured that for a second film because it was so yeah. good? I mean, yeah. uh, looking at some of the fun facts type background information that apparently Heath Ledger was the number one choice by for uh, director Christopher Nolan. You're my number one guy. And that's the thing is, <laughs> like, when you see that off the rip, usually that's a good sign. Yeah. You know, um, which is so funny because if you look at his other movies, you would never think Joker. Well, but I think right. the beh- the behind the scenes stuff is you realize these guys are like method actors, so they're like, no, I become the role. 
you're not going to talk to me like like when we take a five minute break. I'm still the Joker. Don't yeah. come up and be like, hey, did you see the you know the football the, game over the you weekend? See the, you see the Monday night football game? You're like, ha, 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 and he starts laughing and, you're, <laughs> and tries to tries to stab you, you or know something. How I got these. Yeah, and you're like, oh, Heath Ledger's Heath Ledger, yeah, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger is being a little weird now. He's trying to stab me while we're having a bagel. <laughs> well, and I heard Christian Bale is a lot the same way. Like, don't shake that dude when he's in character, which makes sense because these guys play in roles that are very like, like you said, with some of these are physically demanding when they're losing weight. Or, I mean, they, they sacrifice quite a bit, you know, and there's a lot of, yeah. They, it's hard to they, like, they don't turn it off. And I, and I yeah. think even, I think even Nicholson does that as well, where it's just like, no, I'm in the role. Let's just knock this out. And then I'll turn it off when the movie's over. But for six weeks or six months, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be weird. You think Nicholson wore the army <laughs> outfit when he wasn't uh, filming for a few good men? I think he did. I, maybe. Just but so we, we kind of talked about uh, Heath Ledger kind of making the film. And so uh, if you remember, the butler was Michael Caine. Right? Oh, yeah. Role. He's, and he's an amazing actor. Alfred. Amazing. Yeah, Alfred. He actually, he was like, I didn't think the film would work until Heath Ledger was cast. Like he even said that like publicly. He was like, and uh, even talked about a couple times of scenes. He was terrified of Heath Ledger, the way he kind of like came into a scene. Just yeah. like full tilt. But my favorite uh, little fun fact is: you remember the the lick, the lip licking that yeah. Heath Ledger would do? Yeah, yeah. And like and the, I, he'd I, like lick his teeth and move his lips weird and his jaw yeah. weird. It was, and I, and I was like, that's such a great tick for this. But apparently, it was because the prosthetics that they had to put on, like, would peel off. And so he actually was licking his lips as a reaction to keep them on. To keep, oh, wow. And it just and, and it just became a film tick. But apparently, like it's the, it's the tick arose because of the scar prosthetics around his mouth. And they would loosen as he would talk and perform. Uh, and so, of course, he didn't want to have to go back into makeup for 40 minutes. So he would yeah. lick his lips to actually keep them down, which then, I mean, it carried into the film. And if you think about it now, like. That just made him just as crazy because you're like, this dude's licking his lips like a psychopath. Kind of iconic. Like when, when I watched it the other night with people who had never seen it before, that was like one of the main comments that came up. They're like, it's so creepy how he keeps licking his lips like that. And it's, it, it was not scripted. Wow. It was, and that just shows you That's what cool. can evolve from, you know, makeup and these other things that, you know, yeah. and you, you kind of take it and run with it because, yeah, now if you watch it and after knowing that, you're like, oh, my God, that is a perfect fit because he's kind of like he'll do it after saying a sentence. You're like, oh, my God, this guy's creeping me out. Yeah. Heath Ledger played it like a champ. Like a champ. And you mentioned the scene where he makes the pencil disappear. I oh. think that's one of my favorite scenes with him. There's something about where when they start to get up, like they're about to go after him and he opens up the coat jacket and pulls the little string oh, that has all the grenades yeah. on. It, and he goes, ah, ah, ah. when yeah. he backs up and like kicks the door open, but like slides out the door, but he's staring dead at him. I remember that scene from the preview. And for some reason, that scene is always the one that sticks with me. It's super creepy. Cause kind of looks like a dude that literally just doesn't have a soul. I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy. No, but that's it, probably one of the scenes that stands out to me is that whole scene with the uh, 
I know a squealer when I see one and he's a squealer. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it just, and if we could, we could rehash all the different ones. He just played yeah. everything so well. And like the, the, the scene when he's dressed up as the nurse in the hospital, oh the two face. And, and, and actually the, even the scene when he's leaving the hospital and he, yeah. Like it, in the nurse up, outfit and he blows it up. And remember it like the one doesn't go off. Like everyone thought that was supposed to be like that was unscripted, but no, that was actually scripted of that. Yeah. The one wasn't going to go off and he was going to be like, yeah. And he, and it'll, yeah. And I, just that was a, just an amazing scene. And again, so epic yeah. with the explosions and how he's walking out by himself and yeah, love it. Heath Ledger, RIP, buddy. You, Heath Ledger. You, made, you made the number one list as Joker Rankum and just. Great well film, and, and it's one that the film should be watched multiple times because, yes, I mean, I've probably seen that Batman, I bet, five times. And there's a lot going on, man. So even when I watched it this past time, I feel like I probably picked up on some things because it's fast moving and yeah, there's and a lot of moving parts. So if you don't pay attention, you go get up and go to the bathroom, you're going to be lost. Like, what just happened? Because well, yeah, Especially with how long you go to the bathroom, Mark. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got to be careful. <laughs> what I missed? Well, you missed a lot. Well, 15 minutes ago. Uh, Everyone's uh, dead. I did want to throw this out there. I was reading an article, you know, when we we're looking for Batman stuff here. Came across this article that said in January of 2021, a, a Batman number one issue comic book sold for 2.2 million dollars. Yeah, so apparently at this this auction Wowza. there was a collector his name was Billy T Gates Good and Billy. he he had this comic book for more than 40 years. He bought it he bought the comic in 1979 at a comic shop in Houston, Texas. And in 1979, he paid $3,000, which is crazy. I bet. Yeah. Uh, they said, they said that that today, that'd be like paying $11,000 for this comic book, but wow. he dies in 2019. He gives his comic book collection to his son. His son then sells the Batman number one for $2.2 million in 2021. And I'm assuming it was like in perfect condition and yeah, sealed. I, okay. I believe, I believe so. It's, it's, um, I don't know a whole lot about the world of expensive comic books. Um, I don't even know who's got 2.2 million to spend on a comic book on a, on a comic book that on top of you will not read because you shouldn't even be touching it with your fingers. Well, yeah. they did say that in 2011, Nicolas Cage purchased the Action Comics number one, which is the first appearance of Superman. He paid two million for that in two in 2011. So, um, yeah, if you want to, if you want to, I you wonder what kind of investment that is, though. I mean, if, for Billy T. Gates and his son, it was yeah. a hell of an investment: three grand to two point two million. Well, Some people probably called him crazy for buying it for three grand. Oh, I, yeah, I'm sure. If it's, probably like, I, what are you doing, dude? Can you imagine like, how many times like his wife slapped rate. him when he got home? Like, yeah. what did you buy? I bought, I spent three grand on this uh, comic book. You know, the wife probably slapped the shit out of him. Oh, yeah, she did. And now the kid's like, guess what? I just sold it for two mil. Even even with the percentage taken away, I'm walking away with like 1.5 million. Oh, wow. yeah. That'll buy you a couple Snickers. 
<laughs> yep, just a couple. Just a couple. Oh, I, hey, I love our rank of guys. I think that was it. That what, was a good. Big one. Nick, you might know. Was this the closest one we've done in terms this, of our our three rankings? So this was by far the closest because we out of out of the five choices, uh, we had the same for. All three of us had the same for five, four, and three. The only change was I had Jack at number yeah. one, and you guys both yeah. had Heath Ledger at number one. That's awesome. I mean, it's which makes sense. I mean, like I said, yeah. I, you know, they're they're both. And, 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 and when I was doing mine, I was going back and forth between Heath Ledger and Nicholson on the number one. Actually, yeah. even was I was talking about it with a couple of people. Like, what do I do here? What do I do? <laughs> so awesome. You're shabby. Well, and if anybody out there in listener land wants something really fun to read, there's a a free article that you can find on rollingstone.com. It's called The Complete History of the Joker. Um, oh, it's cool. a really, really interesting article there. Gentlemen, nice. I want to thank you for helping me rank the Jokers. And look, I'm not going to put up a fight here. I mean, you guys <laughs> picked Heath Ledger. I picked Jack. I, I I can see th- I could see this going either way when we decided to to do this rank them. So why so serious? That's right. <laughs> About time for that. <laughs> I'm only laughing on the outside. My smile is just skin deep. If you could see inside, I'm really crying. You might join me for a week. follow us on twitter follow us on instagram all those fun things we are the big kid show and this ain't no joke